Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Kirk. And we are parents of two very active boys and co-founders of Mini Athletics. In this podcast, we talk to elite athletes, those that are still competing and those that are retired, who are also parents. And we're also going to be talking to some other amazing people about sport, parenting and everything in between. We'll be finding out about how they find parenting, their routines, what kind of sporting parents they are, how they approach sport with their little ones and so much more. This is my mini athlete and me and we hope you enjoy it. So welcome to this week's podcast and we're delighted to have Martin and Kate Rooney with us. Uh, they are both Olympic athletes in their sport, Martin 400 metres and Kate pole vault. Both achieved so much and we're so lucky to have them here today to talk about their experiences of being an athlete and a parent. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and um, we. <clears throat> I'll start off by saying that Martin, you're a huge Crystal Palace fan, right? I am for my sins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, we won't, we won't let that affect the podcast. But um, yeah, I, I'm quite a big Nottingham Forest fan, so we're um, we're uh, we're fighting for relegation uh, against each other this season. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. <laughs> brought us down to you. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's I thought true. I was closer to Kate's team, but probably not. And, and yeah, what I'm, is Kate's I'm United, team? I'm a United fan, which uh, has been hard, but okay. this season is starting to be a little easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so what my first question is what what made you choose athletics as as your sport growing up after you um for me i, I did lots of sports as a kid uh, i played football uh, cricket i, I ran uh, and uh, i had a primary school teacher who happened to be an ex-athlete so she kind of encouraged athletics at our school and she uh we did our count um, our borough across countries and stuff and from there I just joined Croydon Harriers as an F- athletics club and yeah I just kept going with it I, I liked winning I liked fighting and being on my own and challenging myself um, and I think that's what athletics offers ahead of other sports like it's about there's a team as you get older there's a team around you but as a kid it's just about going out and trying to win um, it's quite pure in that sense and I'm, sorry go on I was going to say Kate um yeah so myself I actually did sort of gymnastics swimming ballet that kind of thing as kids and then took gymnastics pretty seriously from about the age of maybe eight or nine and then um I only actually got into pole vault at 16 so I think I went down to athletics at about 15 so I was quite a late starter in athletics so I suppose it's just um showing different routes I think there's there's different ways to get into it and be successful but I think obviously being in sports as a kid is the most important thing, but you don't have to choose your final one until later on, shall we say. Yeah, what, 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 um, what, uh, you both reached, you know, the, the pinnacle of your sport. What, what, did, what did you have that ensured you reached the top that others didn't? <laughs> <I'm> Stubbornness. <laughs> I think... Um, I think in individual sports, it's a lot about how willing you are to push yourself, how how willing you are to sacrifice other things. And I think that's part of elite sport. I think we were both quite good at, um, we were quite, we were able to dip into that level of like commitment where nothing else really mattered and understand like this is what we wanted as, yeah. as people and as, as athletes. And 
it is it sounds terrible it's selfish it's just that's the sport yeah and I think um from myself I think it was almost learning to deal with not failure as such but um I think gymnastics was my passion I wanted to go to the Olympics and gymnastics and I was training sort of five six days a week as a young kid very very hard it was very very intense um and maybe not entirely fun the whole time from my memories of looking back at it but it, it definitely built up some mental toughness some resilience um and then I think when I stepped into pole vault at the start I got successful very quickly so I became addicted to success um and then yeah so I think almost as they always say like what makes success is failure so I think being able to learn to fail helps you to succeed later on cool so um was there a coach that kind of inspired you or or was it just a love for pole vaulting or 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 running in your case Martin I think for myself, it was, uh, I think, Pavel is quite, um, uh, you know, it follows on from gymnastics. I think once you've turned yourself upside down, inside out, and yeah. I, it was, you had to face your fears a lot. So most people look at the Pavel and look, think it looks scary, whereas yeah. I think gymnasts look at the Pavel and think it looks fun. So <laughs> I think it's the, the fun that you're addicted to at the start. Yeah. Well, is Looking back, is there a coach, though, where that, yeah, you know, is is there um, because you're both both retired now, right? Um, yeah. Is there looking back? Is there a coach that you thought that that was the best coach of my career? Oh, um, at, at different stages, I had the right coach at the right time for me. Yeah. I think I was very fortunate in my coaching journey. Um, each served a purpose. Like so, I had great teachers at my school. From primary school, secondary schools, they were. I went to quite a sport predominant secondary school, so. I had the support there. Um, I had a coach, Croydon Harris, guy called Mike Fleet, who had international experience himself, but he he was a bit mad, um, a bit odd, uh, and that kind of worked. Like I think in, in the, the kind of sense, he was someone who was a bit ex, ex, um, uh, he was an extrovert, and he was he, he just made it exciting to be part of a training group. So we had a lot of fun, uh, and then I had a coach, Nick Dakin at Loughborough, who took me from a junior to a senior very quickly and. They, he was like very calm, very quite serious, but he understood like how to look, uh, nurture me, how to look after me. And then I went to a coach in Birmingham briefly, a guy called Fuzz Ahmed, and he kind of gave me a completely different look at the sport. Uh, and although it wasn't successful training wise, uh, from competition wise, but I learned a lot about being an athlete and how to. Uh, it was a step, a setback that set me up for my next coach, which was a guy called Rainer Ryder, uh, who's an American coach who's you used to be in. Like I was at the bottom of the group and I was a good athlete. Uh, you were surrounded by Olympic champions, world champions, and he nurtured that. And he that's that environment was uh, tough, but I thrived in it and loved it. And that's when I ran my best in my career. So each coach brought something different. Each coach offered me something that I could develop with. And uh, I felt like uh, without the coaches I'd had, I wouldn't have stayed in the sport for so long. Hmm. And how about you, Kate? Yeah, I mean, I think Steve Rippon got the most out of me. Um, he took me from four metres to 460, so he had the big chunk of my career there. Um, he was very, very tough. I suppose he had elements of him, which was a bit more like my gymnastic days. Um, it was very tough. Um, but um, I think at the same time, he managed to push my buttons to get the most out of me that I think maybe a soft approach might not have uh, worked for me. I think I probably was content with being at a certain level and he could see that I could reach beyond that level so even though I couldn't see it he could so he found a way to get that out of me 
Um, so I think Steve definitely, and then I had Scott for the last two years, but I think he came into it as a development coach as I was sort of in the last two years of my career. So maybe we were still sort of learning from each other at that stage mm-hmm. before he then went on to coach Holly and be very, very successful um, in his own right. So, yeah. Cool. And and did you meet through sport or, you know, through your athletics or was it just a coincidence? <laughs> yeah, we were both in Loughborough. Uh, I'm both moved around the same time and then we went to the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne. Uh, I suppose we met through, there, really. through friends and people there. And yeah, 2006. It's a long time. <laughs> cool. And are you competitive with each other at all? Or? <laughs> I think... I think we were as athletes. It was very, um, very individualized in terms of our relationship. Then, like Martin was out for himself, I was out for myself. If you know what I mean. So, um, there was banter around it. We tried to be as supportive as we could. But like, I definitely remember being at Diamond League. Oh, where did you finish? I was fourth. Oh, I was fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit. I yeah. think that was more banter. And I think there's probably only a, a few times over our careers that we probably both in a good place to almost be competitive. If you know what I mean, like through either injuries or. Um, you know, as athletics will go highs and lows. So, um, are you competitive yeah. now, though? You know, over over Monopoly yeah. or something. You know, <laughs> I can't lose. I'm a bad loser. Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not competitive I, I, at all. I, I compete with the kids. <laughs> yeah. Kate won't let the kids win Uno. <laughs> and you say you're not competitive at all, Matt? Not really. No. I, right, I, okay. We talked about this maybe a couple of months ago. As yeah. I have not. I, actually, I have. I've. I, uh, not at home i've got no competitive thing there i don't like i'll support everybody or whatever but like uh i'm involved now with british athletics in the four by four um and that has really yeah very competitive on that like i uh it's a completely different feeling you can't actually run the race yeah but to actually like <laughs> set the team up and try to get them in the right mindset and then you're on the sidelines i'm screaming and shouting and, <laughs> and uh yeah i'm terrible for it but no kate's uh she's <laughs> she's she's one showing teaching the kids how to be competitive let's say it that way i've just never been very good at it <laughs> the losing bit i'm not not good at so yeah yeah going back to your um to your to your relationship when you when you met i, I was watching um i don't know if you've i don't know if you've watched it yet but um breakpoint on netflix um, which is about the tennis uh tour and there was two players um there's two players on the tour. Uh, I can't, I can't, I think, um, I think it's Branatini or someone, but anyway, um, and they, uh, are in a relationship and it was showing how they were in a relationship and also sort of, um, on tour together. So it's girl, girl and a boy. Um, and it was showing the difficulty in the difficult schedules and alignment and the fact that it was an individual sport and they both had to be quite selfish with how they were one needed to go to bed you know and the other needed to do a press or whatever and um how was there a bit of that and how did you yeah. how did you manage that a lot <laughs> it was uh it's, it we were away a lot of, the, of our career as well like so kate would always have indoors in january to march and i'd have like a camp in january and then i'd be home and then i'd go away in easter whereas kate would be here so it was a lot of like ships in the night um so we kind of managed that to uh, i suppose it was just making sure you spent enough time together when you were both there uh, so that's yeah, you kind yeah of, we, we took it fairly ser- seriously didn't we to that point like separate rooms that kind of thing for a long time because yeah. of like different 
sleep schedules. We used to train quite early, so I'd be in bed earlier. You guys used to train sort of 10, 11 o'clock, so you'd be up later, that kind of thing. So it was very selfish and it was, yeah, almost not two separate lives being led together, but um, I think we both just understood the passion that like we both had and it was great that we could be supportive of each other when things weren't great, but at the same time, not get in the way of the other one's success, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, it must have been really difficult at times. I mean, but, you know, it's, it's fantastic that you were able to um come together for each other in difficult or, or, or you know during times because there must have been time when when they're in their relationship there's times when he loses and yeah. she wins <laughs> and the opposite right yeah definitely. um it was quite interesting i was thinking yeah yeah we're two athletes you know we're two athletes in the family as well yeah i think i think what kate's experience of being an athlete like so when i was getting towards the end of my career she knew like she knew what to say and what not to say, which is a skill in itself. I think that not saying something was like when you're in a bad place in your form and training or whatever, and anything will trigger it. And, and Kate would be very good at knowing like, okay, cool. I'll leave you be. <laughs> yeah. Take the dog for a walk or something like that, you know, like, um, so those, uh, those skills that were developed from being athletes together and knowing like just how to support each other, like you said, so we're very fortunate for that. Yeah, that's key. Right. Yeah, it's really okay. interesting. Yeah. Um, so then you you've got two kids, uh, Jack and Kada. Um, so how did your life change when you had those kids? You know, being an athlete and. <laughs> um, I think because we decided to have kids while Martin was still an athlete, I think maybe I um took on the role a little bit more while Martin could still put his athletics first, um, which was. Um, like I, I, I suppose first time around you don't really know what you're getting yourself into <laughs> um, and then second time around but at the same time like I didn't want to wait it was like it was our choice to do it together um, but yeah there was it was some tough times with that I think um, because I, I think one of the times I remember Martin being away and he always had a camp in January to get ready uh, well while they're doing some speed work um, and I think like a two and a four month old, one four month old going through some kind of sleep regression and a two year old up at six o'clock, if you know what I mean, those kind of times were really tough. But now, like obviously Martin's retired and I'm coaching away a bit more. And so like the coins flipped a little bit more and he can do a little bit more of the legwork. So I think it's just that understanding. And I think with the kids, as long as as long as they're seeing one parent at a time, you know, and finding that balance, like we obviously do lots of stuff together anyway. And our winters, we try and be based here. Mm -hmm. um, then I travel a bit in the indoors and then we get a bit more of a base again. So um, I think it's always been a juggling act, but the kids seem fine with it. And, um, you know, they've got grandparents and support networks around them. So, um, and we're also, also pretty lucky in the jobs that, you know, you can be back home by um sort of three thirty four, if you know what I mean and you get that post-school um fun time with them if you know what I mean before they collapse in a heap but <laughs> yeah yeah what what there yeah, that's interesting um so our experience was similar when I was working away a lot when I was a strength conditioning coach and then we created um mini athletics but so I guess this question is related to my own experience as well like what was it like when you had your kids and then but you had to be away for work in long periods of time and what was what was that like um the first two or three days are brilliant 
Like, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm sleeping. Yeah, you start, the color comes back into your skin, all those kind of things. You feel great. Um, but I really actually, I struggled. I think, um, I think 2016, uh, I went to the Olympics in Rio and the holding camp, I was just not in a good place. I, I missed being at home. I missed being around uh, Kate and Jack. And it was kind of like, um, that didn't really go away. Even like, as you did more of it, mm. it, it was still like, you'd have two or three days where it was bliss. You're like, oh, this is great. I'm, I'm going to get up now. I'm going to go down the road for a coffee. I don't have to think about it. I can just do it. Um, and then after that, it's kind of like, it, it wears off very quickly. And you, you do miss being around. I, I, I love being at home. I love being around the kids. I love being able to bring the kids places as well. And um, we've been fortunate to do that. As I was an athlete and as Kate is a coach, like, we've been able to do camps away and stuff. So, um, trying to have less like the the kids get kind of used to being on planes so yeah they're at a better age now it's easier isn't it they're five and seven so they you know you can just ship them off everywhere where we go like there's a yeah. opportunity that we might both be at the world championships in hungary so we're looking at ways to get them out there with grandparents and stuff like that so rather than them just being at home they get to experience it too yeah, yeah that's um nice. and i think for myself like i only went away for the first time really last year um i was pole vault coach for commonwealth games and so I was still only in Birmingham. I was just down the road and I still came back a bit. But um, I thought, I think the, the tricky thing for me is I thought I was going to struggle more than I did. And so I was that much enjoying what I was doing and coaching on a bigger stage and what have you and had that thirst for what I had as an athlete. But then I had the guilt that went with it, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, should yeah. I be at home? Should I be doing this? So it was a different kind of feeling, but... Um, obviously, I still miss them to bits and what have you, but like it's almost easier. They understand, they get it, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So, and they can be proud of me too that I'm mm. working on the Commonwealth Games or whatever it might be. And yeah. like they they understand well. Definitely, Jack understands what it is, and he wants to go to the Olympics for <laughs> running at the moment, if wow. you know what I mean. So, <laughs> yeah, we were, not we sure, were I'm not, not quite sure he knows what it, it takes, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were wondering like they must with two sporting parents they must. And I've seen sort of things on your Instagram where, you know, they're always, at, you know, down at the track with you or whatever. But do they do their own sports or are they following in your footsteps? And Yeah, I'd say um, we've, we've always been very precious not to push too hard because I feel like that will come with um, a bit more expectation. Like um, whatever they get into, they'll be like, oh, you know, you've got parents, you know, got good genes or whatever it is. So um, Jack's still finding his way. Like he plays football after school. They both obviously do swimming as a life skill more than um, anything else. Um, and, you know, he might just dip in and out of whatever sport he likes to do at, at the moment. It's dodgeball, if you know what I mean. Like he's tried karate, he's tried a few different things. Um, he's, but I think like he's talked a lot about running and he's done the odd kids park run. But I think we're both, we'd like him to go to town. He's talked about starting at the athletics track, but I just, because kids have a way of not, committing to things long term like yeah. I want them to be ready so if it is because I think in athletics there's a sport for everyone so mm -hmm. you can't not find your sport or your event sorry mm -hmm. um and so I didn't want to push him into it too soon um like he's still only seven I don't think you started till you're nine and obviously I was a lot later so within the next year or so obviously with the backbone of mini athletics as well like they love doing that they um they love just trying different things um I'd say Kida's got a bit more thirst for it at the moment. Like she loves gymnastics. She's going to be too tall for gymnastics, but again, I think it's a, a great backbone. Um, they, as I say, they get so much experience down at the track. Kida's doing karate as well and swimming, and 
you know, she's tried ballet or dance and then she wants to go back to it, but they're still really at that, you know, to and from. I'm not sure if you found the same with your kids, but they, yeah. they want to try everything, but not always for more than about three to six months. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, and then you don't want to be too pushy and tell them to continue something, but then you don't want to be too kind of, <laughs> yeah, the- well, too laid back in a sense yeah. of just, well, okay, you know, there's got to be commitment there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like in our day, like, maybe there wasn't as many people that went, like, I feel like there's so much involved in schools now. So they've got so much opportunities through schools where I don't remember doing much through my school at, at all. Like, there was cross-country clubs and I dabbled in various things, but gymnastics was outside of school, swimming was outside of school, ballet was outside of school, if you know what I mean. And yeah. when I eventually tried athletics at 16, you know, that was outside of school. Is that Whereas how late you started athletics? 16? Yeah, really late. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I yeah. think I went down at 15 and tried a bit of sprinting, but got pretty bored. But yeah, <laughs> and maybe it wasn't quick enough either. But <laughs> um, yeah, so and whereas now I think there's more um, there's more schools encouraging sport now. Whereas I think back in that, well my day particularly, it wasn't really encouraged through school. It was all academics, academics, academics. So, so what um, you kind of answered this already, but uh, and I guess. Um... Because with our with our kids, so Kalen is nine, and he's now sort of found his way to. Um, well, he's found his way football. to football. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what he's done. In fairness, he's only found his way to football because there was nothing particularly yeah. else for him to do Literally, around yeah. here. Um, mm-hmm. There's no athletics club for him to do. There's no yeah. golf or anything like that. It is, but he's found his way to that. But um, so I'm beginning to kind of realize what kind of sporting dad i am or trying okay. not to be um yeah have you had that come in yet where he's playing in teams or anything or you know you were like with your four by f- with with your with your relay team is that gonna come in with jack do you think <laughs> i think um probably not i think like very focused on like my, I, my parents are a bit quite relaxed about the whole when I was a kid, like they supported and they were taxiing us, ferrying us everywhere we needed to go, but they were quite chilled about, chilled out about the whole thing. Um, well, to me, they were anyway. I don't know what they're like <laughs> when I'm, when I'm, I can't see them, but um, I don't know. Like I've, I've watched Jack play football and uh, it was just more like, I was just happy if he was paying attention. I take more, pro- <laughs> like, I take more like yeah. uh, pride in that. Like I was, I listened to the information. He's, he's, taken on board what they said and he's actioned it and that's those three things kind of thing for, well, for me I think with Kida um, yeah because the gymnastics she's kind of just I, I like same similar thing like she's brave I kind of take more pride in that like she yeah. has a go at it and she'll happily commit and she might face plant or whatever but she'll have a go at it and I, I take pride in those things I suppose I suppose as it gets more structured and more competitive then it will see but uh, what what have you decided as your role as a, a sports dad <laughs> <laughs> well um I don't know. I I um said I wasn't going to get involved with. The, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I, you're best to answer. He, well, that, he, he wasn't going to get involved, but then every every so often he's doing the warm up, you know, <laughs> and, he has uh, yeah, yeah. and they're all doing it prop, you know, it's a proper warm up, you know, and everything like that. So he, and he, he, the the team ethic, you're really focused on that, aren't you? You want them all to come together and be a team, and not necessarily to focus on the outcome, but um to get them all working together and to get them having those skills that you can learn in sport that they can then use in later life. So I would say you're using what you know really well. Um, 
Yeah. And not necessarily getting them all because all the all the boys just want to win, don't they? And how many goals did you score? And you're trying to turn the mindset around, don't you? And getting them to be yeah. this team and it is frustrating um, because the uh, most football teams are operated um, by volunteers, and and it's and it and we've got the most amazing volunteers, but we've also got parents. I need to be careful what I say here because they might be listening. But we've also got parents that are wonderful parents, but very obsessed with results. Very yeah. obs, and they're they're what is he nine? He's yeah. nine. Um, very <laughs> only obs- just. yeah, only just. And this this is the case was at seven. Um, very obsessed with who scores. Very obsessed with the result. Um, and that's about it. Mm. Um, and um, not particularly with everything else that comes with it. So that's and and I, I'm so I guess the answer to your question is uh, I find it quite frustrating at times. Um, with the attitudes, I guess, but then that's mm-hmm. um, that's just the, that's just the, that's cult that's the culture that we've developed in this country, with, in my opinion. With mini athletics, do you see, see the similarities between mini athletics parents and football parents, or no. is it completely different? Mindset? Completely different. Yeah, yeah. Um, like football academy stuff. You see the video, like the programs about, it, and this is our golden ticket, and the pressure on the kid to be. A professional and the, problem, the problem with the football at the moment is like they get picked up in academies and then just spat out the other side so just as quickly as they got picked up yeah so the parents are like yeah yeah my kids made it it's just been selected for x y and z and then like not even a year down the line they're out they're yeah. like now nah, you actually haven't got it see you later yeah and that's why i want to be standing outside those football grounds picking up all those kids and sending them to athletics yeah <laughs> or you know and, and any sport if you know what i mean just picking them up because yeah, like as you say, that can lead to whatever else afterwards. If you know what I mean. It is. Yeah, athletics is full of ex-footballers. Is it right? Okay, right. You look at like Adrian Jamili, Di Green, um, as like world champions and world medal, gold medalists and finalists. There, there's a lot of them. I there's think not many jumpers. No. <laughs> okay, and across I the... need to go stand outside the basketball team. The ball wall, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, do you find that? I was going to say, I, I, we'll go on to the next bit. I'll, I'll, I'll remember what I was going to say about that. I've got quite a lot to say about that. To <laughs> yeah. be honest, I could be here all day talking about that. So we'll go That's on to true. that next bit. Okay. So, um, well, basically it's Children's Health and Wellbeing Week this week. So we, we're just wondering what you learned as an athlete sort of in regards to dealing with, you know, anxiety and stress, because I guess you get a lot of that um, when you're an athlete, because like you say, you're, you're worried about if you're going to win or lose or, or, you know, those types of things. Yeah, I mean, I'd say for myself as an athlete, um, it was remembering to have fun because I think like as you got good at being an athlete, it could become a job, which wasn't the reason we got into it in the first place, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So once you do start to earn money and what have you, that can almost take the fun away from it and add the pressure. So winning and losing is one thing. that That's part of sport. Like if you didn't have winning and losing, it would just be predictable. It'd be boring. Um, like I remember for a long time, like while I was number one in the UK, like people were bored of me doing the British champs. And I then, when Holly came along, I felt like people wanted me to lose. You know, I mean, they didn't, but it's that they just want someone else in there as well to make it more exciting. Like right now, Mondo Duplantis is so far ahead in the world of pole vault, if you know what I mean. He doesn't lose, like he loses once a year, if that. Um, So, yeah, I think for me, it's just always bringing it back to the basics of sport. Like sport is about winning and losing to some degree, but it's the journey and the ha- making sure you're enjoying that journey along the way and accepting that, as you say, failure or loss is a part of that journey. 
and anything you do in life like if you've got to you've got to learn haven't you from it what mm. can you learn from it yeah that's such good advice yeah, yeah. well i've often wondered when you're starting when you are um when you're on the starting block or before you you know with uh, before your before your jump okay um and it's a really big championships and you can see that the athletes are very focused but i've always kind of wondered what on earth is going through <laughs> your mind at that point and is there techniques that you use um specifically you know, is there anything you use to 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 get that focus because you look focused but what is what's happening i think it's different for obviously from I run one race, it's one lap. I don't really have, I can focus for a minute amount of time. Like, uh, I couldn't go through the whole call up, the warm up call up, and like, I had to be quite relaxed through that period. But as soon as I kind of got to the blocks, it was like, that's when I had to switch on. Otherwise, I'd be knackered before I raced. Mm. Um, but I suppose with Kate, like being out on the D for. Yeah, I suppose it was a different world. Like, you did like a quite often an hour out on the D before you even started, if you know what I mean. So, you'd go yeah. through call room, then you'd get maybe 45 minutes to an hour of warm up um, while everyone's having their go to warm up, and you maybe get four or five jumps. Um, and then, depending on the competition, so as you say, if it's like the World or Olympic stage, I'm going to be one of the first up. So, you've got to be ready to go. And it, I don't know, I did stay in the zone quite a lot. There was, there was just me and my coach, as far as I was concerned, and generally those. Um, I was sometimes aware what was going on. I was probably more aware what was going on and if it was on British soil in, you know, in the British champs or, you know, that kind of thing, then I would have been in the World or, or Olympics. It was just, yeah, um, it was, I don't know, a skill in itself to learn because you are out there for maybe three hours in total. But I suppose technically just before you're about to go on, you might have one cue that you're thinking about, mm. whether it's stay controlled on the run. You know, you don't want to overload your brain with too much, but... Um, at the same time, you don't want to just switch off. You've got a job to do, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You might, I might have been distracted by conditions if it was headwinds or rain or you know that kind of stuff. That would have probably taken over a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very much like the three hours would fly by. <laughs> you wouldn't realize you're out there for three hours. Yeah. And, um, and how much? On, sorry, Carol. So I think like focusing on as Kay had, she had a cue. Like for me, it was always like a race plan. Just focusing on that. When you lose that focus, it, it falls apart very quickly. So it's just the the mental fortitude to switch everything else off and do that. I think, like I guess Kate said, it's harder sometimes in British. Or like London, London twenty twelve was like we, I don't think anyone was really prepared for it properly. Uh, and when the crowd started going, it, it was a different yeah. thing. Like you, you went from well, I found with, with my runs, it was kind of like I went from quite confident, excited, and enjoying the environment to don't mess it up rather than it was a negative thought process rather than positive for, for yeah yeah you lose that focus on what you need to do you but, kind of went outcome orientated in in those mm. thought processes yeah 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 rather than just going through the process it's like if you apply if you train all year to just do the same thing over and over again yeah. and that's all the sport is really it's just about consistency and if you can be consistent and do those things at the championships you'll perform well so for me that it was that easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know yeah and and do you do you exercise now? I know you, you're both still working in sports, so and, I, and you've got your kids. But how do Kate's you in shape. <laughs> Kate's in ridiculous shape. She's. Uh... Uh, I I work at the Hyde Park now, so I work in an amazing environment, like at the Loughborough University, where 
you know, my job is on the feet all day, like I'm coaching. I, I'm not at a desk all day, if you know what I mean. So I'm mm. very active and sometimes like, you know, if you've got an injured athlete, sometimes I join in with them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but yeah, I just play exercise. It's no longer like when I worked at a desk, it was always part of my routine. Like, I've got to do this, got to do that. Like I would run because running in my head was the most bang from from a book, if you know what I mean, in terms of a short space of time. But I wouldn't say I'm a natural runner. I'm definitely not an endurance athlete. I just played at it. Um, whereas just training in the high part, you know, I've got a weights room on my doorstep. I've got high bar gymnastics, ropes, you know, just all the stuff that I used to love doing as an athlete. Um, so, you know, like even if it's 20 minutes here and there, you know, for me, it's it's not exercise anymore. And obviously when I was an athlete, it was never exercise, if you know what I mean. So it's back to just being fun again for me and I'm really enjoying it. Great. I'm just trying not to get fat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I realise I can't jog. I'm not a jogger. It's not saying that endurance... Look, I, I can do fartlek, I can do strides and stuff, and that's what's worked for me. But uh, hills and strides and stuff, that's my kind of thing. But uh, no, I've kind of... like. I think basically I've got to try and keep up with Kate now. That's the next <laughs> thing. Like, I don't think I'm going to get the same abs, but I can try. <laughs> How's your appetite changed then? Because I'm guessing you were eat, you know, to train. You were eating to train, and then you've stopped that. But you probably still feel like you want to eat that stuff, and then you're not actually doing the exercise. So <laughs> that's where it gets hard, I suppose. Well, I suppose, uh, yeah. The, the I kind of eat, played around with diets and stuff in the past. Anyway, I'm not someone who has really paid that much attention to it. It's like if I eat too much, I get a bit of a belly, and then I'm like, okay, do more running, and it's it's okay, it goes. But then um, we'll see how long that lasts. I think. <laughs> talking about the other way the appetite to train is probably slightly different i had no appetite to go and push myself to that limit again yeah. uh, i think yeah. that's kind of that's gone like that kind of I, I we tried doing a bit of crossfit kind of training and circuits and stuff and i was like for a bit i was like yeah okay but i could never get to the same level as as i was as an athlete mentally i couldn't get there so and then you the food you, thing are you at the Sorry. same sort of level in, in, in same same sort of stage where Kate is at? Because you know she said that she really enjoys it and finds it fun. You're quite you know you're you're only just out of retirement, really, right? So uh, I still I enjoy the sport. I love the sport. I love to watch yeah. it. Um, I probably spend, um, maybe I don't I don't immerse myself in it the same way as I did before. It was yeah. it's your life. Um, yeah. But I do find that I've uh, I found a, I have a love for it. I'll always be a fan of the sport, so it's kind of good to keep track of. It. I've, I was looking forward to the indoor season to watch it, whereas I think in the past I'd always be like, "Oh, it's just about outdoors." Whereas now it's like the spectacle of watching indoors is good fun. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, while we're on nutrition, actually, um, so our, our our kids love to eat snacks. Um, do you, I mean, you're elite athletes, you've worked with nutritionists and everything else. Um, have you got any advice on uh, good <laughs> snacks to give your kids? Because it's, it's, it's incredible how yeah. many. Especially yeah. with Kaylin. Yeah. He just doesn't well, stop. I found like Jack is a carb monster, if you know what I mean. So yeah. he, he likes all the carbs, but they're pretty disciplined. Like they come back and they might have cheese and crackers, but I'll make them have some pepper or cucumber with it, if you know what I mean. Like, I just it's all about balance for me and trying to get them like I eat very naturally like mm. I eat what I want but it's all natural and obviously I, you can't quite do that with kids if you know what I mean um uh, but Kida's very different she loves fruit so it's she ridiculous. she would eat fruit all day long over everything else um, <laughs> or even over chocolate 
Um, well, like we we ration the chocolate. I'm a bit strict. <laughs> Chocolates for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. They're allowed a biscuit after dinner. Like Jack has a biscuit in his pat lunch, if you know what I mean. But yeah. he also has his uh, peppers and his cucumber. Uh, hopefully, he eats them. I don't. Who knows whether they do seven? But in my head, he is. So no, he loves it. He loves his veg, like carrots and peppers. Peppers is the one thing I've always been like quite impressed with. They just got got stuck into. It. I don't know if it was through nursery or. I'd love to take claim like it was down to us but i think they just they found the, yeah, i worked hard at their nutrition <laughs> while you were off gallivant in a way yeah. <laughs> this is it but um no like they, yeah, they eat very well i think um we're just trying to broaden their diet yeah it's their, just their very like i think food. when you know you can get certain veg in them you, you stick to it so there's a lot of broccoli and carrots <laughs> and you know they they eat that they always have they eat their raw veg um and so yeah i suppose it's very the same but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I've been kind of strictish from the word go and just put rules around in place and they've kind of, they'll try and push them. Like Friday and Saturday and Sunday, they can have something else after dinner, but like yeah. Monday to Thursday, they get a biscuit, if you know what I mean, and, and that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm a bit strict, yeah. but yeah. That's good. <laughs> it's, worked, it's working so far. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to try that. Great. So <laughs> final question, um, thinking about if you went back to being a kid, is there anything different that you would do from a sporting perspective? <laughs> and I guess now you're working with, you know, younger people yourself, you might you must know something. I'd like to have tried some kind of combat sport. I think um, rough and tumble was saying like I, I, I had an older sister, two younger brothers, um, and rough and tumble was kind of normal. I'd like to have done a bit more structured, kind of rough, like learn how to box or something like that. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> You learn a lot of discipline through that. Mm. But other than that, like, I, I loved my journey. I was very fortunate to go. I played lots of sports and picked up athletics from a fairly young age. And yeah, it, it took me to everywhere I wanted to go. So um, yeah, I was very lucky in that sense. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to said like I would have done athletics younger and had a go at different events or multi-events, if you know what I mean, rather mm. than just going straight into pole vault. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it was that discipline in gymnastics that got me as far as it did in pole vault, if you know what I mean. So it's a tough one because I definitely think it really helped. Um, mm. But yeah, just to know if I was any good at any of the events, I never tried any of them, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like I I was fairly quick as a pole vaulter, but maybe not quick enough to be a long jumper. But like I never trained like crazily for speed. So um, yeah, I think coming from a different background into it would have been fun. Like I... Yeah, I enjoy rock climbing now, like just playing at that. Like I always think like this, I love the look of the speed climbing. Like that just looks like me down yeah. to a T if I could have done that. Um, so yeah, there's lots of fun sports. I wasn't ever a team player though. <laughs> I oh. didn't do team sports. I was always individual, but um, yeah, maybe the kids will be a bit different. Well, that's been fantastic. Yeah, I really thank enjoyed you so that. much, guys. Thank yeah. you. It was very good. No Excellent, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you.